Hello, all. I had a near perfect edit of this Revenge of the Nerds review episode. Perfect, but then my software, which will remain nameless, said I had a corrupt file in it, so it wouldn't let me export. So I'm a little bit upset about that. I mean, it was a perfect edit, but that's okay. So you'll notice with this edit that we kind of jump right into things. Uh, you get the very tail end, like maybe four or five seconds of the Fatal Attraction review, and then we just jump right into the Revenge of the Nerds review. Anyway, this is part of my last live recording, and as I get into recording these in the future, I hope the edits do get better. So no more live shows. Everything will be pre-recorded. Hopefully the quality gets better. Stay tuned for music reviews, movie reviews, storytelling, and sketch comedy, all with a main flavor. And as usual, my co-hosts will be my childhood friends. And if you're interested in co-hosting yourself, contact me. Or if you just want to be interviewed because you're just a wicked awesome person, let me know. Anyway, enjoy the episode. There's no intro music to this one. We're just going to jump right into it. And thank you for listening. I mean, it's interesting to look at again. I probably will never watch it again. If I see it on cable as I'm kind of going through the channels, I probably won't stop to even watch a scene. But yeah. 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 That's how I feel about it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, Oh, boy. Another time capsule movie. <laughs> Holy Jesus, was it ever. <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, I we had a hard time. Uh, both of us had a hard time finding a way to watch this movie. Uh, <laughs> Sandy ended up ordering it on Amazon. You got it like, what, a month later or something ridiculous? Yeah, it was like th- two and a half, three weeks. So Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I was able to go to my local pop culture shop bull moose and they had a used copy for like three bucks it was the only copy they had so i lucked out you did i did i did now i own a own a blu-ray dvd of a movie i'm never gonna watch again yeah and doss just uh doss is in the live room he's right the nerds would have been registered sex offenders nowadays and we will get into that deeply (laughs) yes we will (laughs) yeah Um, well my dvd copy and i had to take note of it it had a piracy warning commercial at the very beginning like you wouldn't steal from a store you wouldn't steal from your grandma you know yeah why would you steal movies you know Uh, (laughs) why would you make a copy of a movie and steal it yeah that's uh, that's the thing in the past, right? Yeah, <laughs> I do it because I can't find a copy of fucking Revenge of the Nerds. That's <laughs> <laughs> there was another movie that wasn't streaming. Which one was that? It was uh, Better Off Dead, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That was reviewed. Yeah. Um. So I guess when I first watched this, it brought back that <sighs> feeling of going away to college at the first time. Of course, I didn't start at Orono. Uh, you did and finished there. I started at University of Southern Maine, which was, you know, a couple hours away. And to me, it was like such a big deal uh, that, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember being nervous, scared and all that other stuff. So as the two nerds are getting ready for uh, college, it did bring back that feeling a little bit. Uh, but uh, I mean, these guys seem happy to go, you know, a little bit nervous, but they yeah. they're two high school buddies that are going to college together. And I guess that's what was missing for me. I didn't have a high school buddy that I was going to college with. I, I just ended uh. up going by myself. Yeah. 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 Um, and the nerd, those nerds laughs are funny. The <laughs> however they do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you can see in the father son scenes where Lewis gets his from and they uh, james cromwell who's a really good actor plays the dad in this movie yeah Um, and and they listed him as uh, jamie cromwell in the credits i noticed yeah yeah that guy just is like a vampire he doesn't age 
years. He doesn't age at all, right? And he played a really good dad nerd, I thought. Yeah, he did. He really did. Yeah. Um, the one note I had about the the opening, like when Lewis picks up uh, his buddy to go to college, he was a little handsy friendly with mom. Did you who was that? who was the, uh, the dark haired nerd? He was. He got a little handsy with mom. Well, they, they, that it was that whole scene was a little odd because he's like they're like I don't know. It seemed a little flirty to me. I see. I see. Well, this is the early '80s, Sandy, and that type of thing happened back. Then. Yeah, I guess it, that was that was even before Stacy's mom and uh, <laughs> that was, yeah and yeah. Stifler's mom. Is that Stifler's exactly. mom? Yeah, it's okay to hug uh, your friend's mom and kind of feel her up a little bit. That that type <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah, the, the, that that happened back in nineteen. But on the offensiveness scale of this whole movie, that's probably the lowest <laughs> rung of the ladder. <laughs> and we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I said the physical comedy is actually pretty funny. So I said this at the beginning. So there must have been something that happened in the physical comedy realm that I laughed at, but who knows what that uh, could have been. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, and then I noticed they get to college and uh, Stalin, Stalin, the ski instructor is in this movie playing the asshole, blonde haired, popular jockey guy. Um, you remember Stalin from better off dead, right? Is it though? I thought it was Ted McGinley from, uh, Married with children. Oh, it's a wow. different. They they do look similar. They but do the nose, look similar. The, new, the nose is different. Ted McGinley is a little nicer looking. Okay, so I'm gonna have to look this one. But up. it's basically the same character. It's the same character. It's the exact same character and a very similar looking actor. Wow, they look a lot alike. Okay. They really do. So you're saying that guy's name, this actor's name was who again? I'm sorry. Ted McGinley, I think. Ted McGinley, okay. And And he was in Married with Children. Right. He played uh, Marcy's. He played Marcy's uh, husband or boyfriend or something. Boy toy husband, yeah. Boy toy husband. Okay. Okay. So. Sorry for that little derail, but yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm just I'm, cur- I'm 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 curious now. Let's see, cast. Okay, okay, Aaron Dozer was Roy Stalin, so you're right. Okay, okay, so you're right. Yeah, good. Okay, and Stout's confirming that as well. So that was a mistake on my part, but okay. So easy mistake. They're very similar. Exactly. Uh, and then, the, yeah, the Alpha Beta fraternity scene at the opening, that that was part of the physical comedy stuff, I guess, maybe. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because they're doing shots. The, they're doing they're shots. Like, they're doing stair diving into a vat of beer. Right, right. And I remember watching this movie when I was in junior high, and I'm like, wow, when I go to college – I'm going to join a fraternity so I can do stuff like that. I, I, I remember thinking that, but I, I never did join a fraternity. But uh, probably a good choice. thing because I probably would have done stuff like that. Yeah, yeah um, Similar. I was a sorority chick, so I can verify similar. <laughs> and actually, I was talking to a recent... Uh, uh, I was talking recently with a current student at the University of Maine, a young lady that is in a sorority. And... One thing she, she talked about was the lack of sorority houses on campus, and there mm-hmm. are like a shit ton of fraternity houses. And I remember thinking back in the day, that doesn't equity wise, that doesn't seem right uh, that there aren't females, there aren't sorority houses, and it's still the case it's, today. Yeah, we had a sorority house. We were renting it from a shutdown fraternity, <laughs> um, but it's it was difficult. Uh, for a sorority for, I don't know why it's such a double standard, but the um, ability of, of sororities to afford houses was challenging because we didn't have as much support from the national level. I see. I see. I see. Where the uh, fraternities have more support at the national level. Yeah, because think about it. When you have your alumni association and the donors, uh, when – Couples get married, 
uh, guess who gets the donations? Oh, Eternity. Yeah. There you Just go. Just saying. Well, there you go. Wow. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Now I also feel bad. I never visited your sorority house in college, but I, but I bet it was decorated nice and it smelled really, really good. It was meh. girls are not <laughs> as clean as you'd think. Oh, really? really? Oh, I could tell you horror stories, but that, that could be a whole other show. That, sorority could, be house other, life. that could be a whole other podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, no, they're not in great shape. So is someone taking note on all these podcast ideas we're coming up with? <laughs> I know, right? I, I'm, I'm forgetting them after I, I say them. <laughs> I'm going to write this one down. Okay. Sandy sorority house story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the other one was uh, rules for mistresses. Okay. Well, yes. Exactly. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, the soundtrack I put down here actually isn't that bad. Uh, it has burning down the house. Uh, that was my note as well. Yeah. It's the title track is very Devo esque, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a couple of songs on there that are definitely way too. 80s poppy cheesy but overall uh some of these songs i was grooving to uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. yeah and then i wrote oh my god it's john goodman i i had forgotten john goodman was in this movie i barely recognized him i know it was john goodman so young three exclamation points <laughs> yep 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 hootie soundtracks were pretty good except teen wolf uh Hootie soundtracks. What do you mean by oh 80s soundtracks? Okay. See, Skith, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Stout is doing voice text here. So uh-huh. yep, yeah, that'll that'll saying, do it. Yeah, 80 instead of saying 80s soundtracks, uh, uh it was uh Hootie soundtracks. So Hootie and the Blowfrish that did this <laughs> soundtrack. I didn't know that. All right. <laughs> I knew that that uh, love and tenderness song that was it was out of place in this movie, but <laughs> okay. Uh, I've always wanted to throw a nerd out of a window. That was a quote from this movie. I've always wanted to throw a nerd out of a window. Oh, cringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I must say, I've never wanted to throw. Uh, anything out of a window to tell you the truth uh, but i've had moments where i've wanted to throw my mac laptop out the window when i get the spinning beach ball of death but that's about it oh really mm. uh, yeah that's MacBooks. Uh, d- yeah yeah do you just do you try just turning it off and then back on again does that make it go away <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah, that's, I mean, that's the extent of my IT knowledge, <laughs> of course. Yeah, and most of the time that shit actually works. I like know. That, yeah, turn it co- off, turn it on. Exactly. The uh, copier at work, when it doesn't work, I'm like, hey, hold on a second, hold on a second. I turn it off, I count to 30 and turn it back on, it works again. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't pay me extra for that. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and then I wrote, uh, why is the freshman dorm all male and nerds? Did you notice that? They are, they're thrown instantly into a dormitory with a, all guys and they're all nerds. Uh, yeah, that, that one was a little weird for me. Um, it's like, it, I, and again, I was just, when, when was this movie made? 1984. Okay. So most dorms were co-ed, but you had male and female wings. So that was definitely a bit uh, off um, as far as it being all male for me. Right, right. Yeah, it's like when I went to college, we had uh, we had that all male and all female wings. And they probably still do, I would think. I don't know. Uh, Maybe there maybe there's maybe most dorms at Maine now are all just mixed in and you might have a roommate of the opposite sex and in the care package they give you there's a dozen condoms i don't know i don't know (laughs) and (laughs) since i don't have kids i'll never know (laughs) (laughs) oh stout just says love you san and matt great show i love you too Stout. I, i mean that deeply i do and i do i do i know i sound like i'm being a wise ass but i mean it i mean it yeah um yeah so and the uh, other thing that didn't really make sense to me is that the alpha beta fraternity was like the football team yep yep. which was a little odd um and that the entire football team needed 
it, very few people needed an entire dorm to themselves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that doesn't work for me. There's so many things about this movie that don't work for me. Um, right. So they, so the fraternity, the, the football fraternity mm-hmm. burns down their own house. Then yes, they from doing like, fireball shots. Right. Then they act like these entitled little the, the entitled little assholes that they are saying, Oh, uh, we need a house, so we're gonna go into the freshman dorm full of nerds. And then the nerds yeah. get to sleep in the gym. And uh yeah. And yeah. so many stereotypes in that scene I can't even begin. Oh, tell us uh, in the tell in us. the gym scene, mm-hmm. the cultural stereotypes. The uh, sexual orientation stereotypes. Right. uh, It's it's just too much for me. Now, with the sexual orientation stereotypes, Mm -hmm. I thought this was a, I mean, a. I'm going to be very careful in saying this. It was a slightly positive take on the gay nerd i mean he was accepted he, he was, was accepted quite, yes yeah, and he was quite, quite obviously flamboyantly gay but at least he was accepted i'll say he that. was accepted that's true but you know the way it, uh, the the leg warmers and the doing aerobics i was just a bit over the top yeah the leg warmer doing aerobics thing was yeah well the thing is i mean i do zumba so i get a lot of the 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 jokes towards me. Do you dress up like Richard Simmons? Do you wear a leg warm? It's just like, you know what? Enough. Stop it. Okay. Yeah. It's just like, look, it's positive for me. I like doing it. You know, it's just like, if, uh, if you want to try it sometime, please do, but let's be a little bit mature. Uh, right. About this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the, Racial stereotypes are mainly, at least at the, up to this point in the movie, have to deal with the nerd that is Asian. Is that correct? correct? That yeah. is correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I made a note. I never joined a fraternity, as I just mentioned. I wasn't really the fraternity type. Yeah, as much as I thought I would like maybe being part of a fraternity, I decided early on that it probably wasn't for me. But I no judgment on those that do. Uh, there is an example of one of the movies that made me possibly want to join one. Uh, this is an example of one of the movies that uh, made me want to possibly join one. I already mentioned that. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Booger has cool shirts. I said, uh, what types of shirts are these called? Now these are the ones that I used to call baseball shirts. They're like white in the middle. They're like kind of long sleeve. And yeah, they're sleeve. three-quarter sleeved. Yeah. 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 Those are cool shirts. It, I used to wear those a lot back in the 80s, and now you can't find them any, anymore. I want to bring those shirts back into style. Yeah, uh, I do. I mean, I but I don't even know if I could find the – I mean, I guess I could go to a vintage clothing store, but I don't know if I could find those even on, like, Amazon uh, uh, right now. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking I've seen them somewhere. It might be a, an L.A. company or San Diego company that has yeah. vintage stuff. But anyway, uh, yeah. I digress. But, yeah, those he, – he uh, other than him being really disgusting, uh, he probably had the best fashion sense of all of them. <laughs> he did. He did, exactly. I love that actor. Who is uh, Curtis Armstrong? Curtis Armstrong. That? He was so young and so thin in this movie, and he had hair. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stout says you can buy those shirts at the L.A. Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I like that because you've never been to a Walmart unless you've been to one in L.A. Exactly. Um, yeah. I would totally date a woman who played the accordion. Uh, so one of the nerds dates a, or meets a young lady that plays the accordion and that's the note I took there. I mean, if I saw a woman playing an accordion like out on the uh, the street corner in Belfast, I would I would be so impressed and I would just sit there and just be her number one fan for uh the rest of the day. And if she was single, age appropriate, all that other stuff, I would ask her out on a date. Totally. Totally. 
yeah. There's something about uh, playing an accordion that just adds that type of quirkiness, and I think it's very sexy. Okay. Actually, do you have any notes at this point? I'm running my mouth. Oh no, um, you. We've kind of covered the same points. Um, I had very similar notes. So um, the only one that I had that uh, the father and son ogling the the girl in the yellow shorts at the very beginning of the drop off scene, um, yeah. and the father son chat. That was that was. That's yeah, a little icky. Uh, icky. Yeah. 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 Icky. Yeah, see, I don't think father and son should be checking out girls together. That's just my opinion. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those dads with my son who is 18. I'll be mm-hmm. like, uh, you, you know, if he's, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. And I'm pretty open with my son about a lot of things. I mean, if I notice an attractive woman as we're driving along, I might say something like, ah, oh, she's cute. Uh, but that's about it. But I don't like mm-hmm. ogle and uh, check women out with my son. Uh, yeah. yeah. If. It's, it's, that's icky. That's icky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the song they're playing uh, while they refurbish the house that they end up moving into really sucks. But now I can't remember what that song was. But I just took a note. I just wrote. Oh, it was is- annoying. The background yeah. music annoyed me on that one. Yeah. And yeah, yeah the, the, oof, so much. It is. Um, so, yeah. oh, before that, I had a note on the uh, alpha beta setup uh, mm-hmm. for the hazing scenes. Oh, yeah. Please, please go on because I'll add to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, just cringe. The, the used condoms, the sheep, the water torture. Just so many things wrong with that. And uh, the girlfriend, the blondie there, that was dating uh, the lead alpha beta. Right. Uh, yeah. That she was just just a nasty little piece of work. Oh, that was uh, uh, Betty. That Betty was Child, yeah. 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 Uh, the other note I had on that was great product placement. The Nike Cortez, the the white with the red swoosh. Oh yes, that was a classic. That was good product placement even back then. Well done. Exactly. Very well done. Very well done. Absolutely. And I have another product to shout out here in a minute. And uh, oh yeah, Booger wears a shirt uh, in the refurbished the house scene that says, "Give me head till I'm dead." And I'm like, <coughs> wow! You just that just hit my gag button. <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't. I mean, I I'm sure I read that uh, when I watched this movie when I was like 12 or 13, and I thought, wow, that's really funny. <laughs> but now it is cringeworthy. Cringy. If I saw a guy out in the street wearing that shirt, I would be like, oh my god! I mean, I think the guy should almost be arrested for wearing a shirt that says that. Yeah, Stevie. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the whole uh, objectifying of women. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the name of the the sorority, <laughs> Pies. Right, right. Yeah, and that was so. What was their name again? Can you repeat it? Uh, I I forget. It was like I don't know if it was Pi Beta Pi or something to that effect. Right, right. And then right. the uh, the moose, the moose. That's what. Yeah, I'm the talking. omega moose. Right. Uh, being the the moose. Uh, right, right. So the unattractive, the unattractive, somewhat the heavy set girls are the moose, and the, yeah. the and the, that was really derogatory. And I felt bad for the actresses that had to p- play. Part, uh, play a part in this sorority. It's just like, can you imagine in the casting? Oh, you're a little heavy set. Well, you're going to be in a sorority called the Moves. It, it, yeah. Oh my God, these poor women. Although some of them were were just sort of uh, like, if you, oh God, what was her name? I forget her name. The accordion playing girl. Right. She was right. just given. She was actually a pretty girl. They just mm-hmm. gave her a really bad hairstyle and glasses. That's what they did, right? Right. You yeah. know, uh, so she was like the lead of that sorority because she was the quote best looking one. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, yeah that was just un- it was just very uh, degrading towards women that your only worth is your physical attractiveness. Yeah. That was and- an ongoing theme in this movie. Oh, stout. He just said they're actresses. No, they know what they're in for. Stout. How dare you? They could have been auditioning for this, and they they may have thought that they were auditioning for the lead. Or they could have been offered, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll stop. I'll stop there. there. And he says, I mean, I would take the paycheck. Yeah, I'd take the paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. I was an actor. I know what it's all about. Uh, (laughs) uh, The young nerd there uh, who gets the kid. Yeah. Kid who gets to smoke pot, uh, hit on older women, drink beer and Mm -hmm. get into peeping Tomism which we'll get into later. Uh, he's wearing underoos in one of the exercise scenes. And, yes, the uh, Superman underoos. That's very good. So there's a shout out right there and good product placement, as you would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I wrote down, this, this must be a quote uh, of the movie. Mopery is exposing yourself to a blind person. Is that a quote from the movie? That Mopery, is a quote from the movie. And Mopery is exposing yourself to a blind person. So that must mean that you're so depressed that you'll expose yourself in front of a blind person. Um, I know I can't remember the context of that. Do you? Um, it was it was in the police station when they were complaining about the alpha betas uh vandalizing the house or like throwing the rock through the window or something mm-hmm. uh to that effect I see. and there was a guy sitting there in a trench coat right right okay there there yeah okay it was notable enough that i wrote it down um but i'm like okay yeah then i wrote down betty the blonde-haired pretty the sorority girl who dates like the quarterback of the football team. She's just not a good person. Uh, she's not a kind person at all. She's mean. She's there. There's no yeah. redeeming good quality about this individual. Yeah. This, all. this movie does a very good job of us and them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, if you're pretty and popular, you're shallow and vapid. Um, yeah. And if you're intelligent, um, you're a nerd. If you're intelligent, you're a nerd. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess they give both types uh, sex appeal in their own kind of way. But at the same time, one should be a little bit a little bit uh, more victorious in the movie, in my opinion, uh, Mm -hmm. which we'll get into that a little bit later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I, I took notes on the fat shaming with the Moose sorority, and there was a quote in this movie that when these uh, young women are walking into the fraternity house, somebody says they're a bunch of pigs. And yeah. I think it was Booger that said that, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't. Yeah, but didn't didn't stop him from getting all up in their business, did it? That's true. So he had some redemption later on when he started Uh, to actually get into their business. I don't know if I'd call it redemption. (laughs) I guess, yeah, maybe redemptions too. (laughs) I would say he just uh, (laughs) says one thing and does another. (laughs) He says one thing and does another, right. So he's being, yeah, yeah. So he's being, I guess, would it? Not hypocritical necessarily, but being uh, maybe he wasn't expressing his true feelings when he said they're a bunch of pigs, uh, because maybe uh, that was. He's also the guy who was looking at high schools for a date. So (laughs) there's that. There's that. (laughs) I didn't write that part down. I I think there. I didn't write it down. It just stuck in my head. (laughs) Stuck in your head. There are so many things just like so really many things are so bad. <laughs> it's just like pick one. Yeah. Um, somebody says, I think robots are sexy in this movie, which uh, makes me wonder if they really come out with a good, sexy sex robot yet. 
uh, and we've talked about that on this podcast before. If they're, I'm sure they're out there, uh, but I'm not sure. Sounds like also, another subreddit to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's subreddit, right? And I'm not sure that's the type of thing we. The, I, I'm not sure that's the road we want to go down. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> And we mentioned Booger and the uh, Moose, and there's mm-hmm. one scene he's dancing with one of the Moose, and he's really needing that woman's buttocks. That's I mean, what I said by up in their business. Up in their <laughs> business. like I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Uh-huh. It's just like, I mean, I remember like junior high dances every once in a while. My hands would slip down there like, oh, oops, by accident. I'm being honest here, but I would never ever do something like that that's just like that's just like whoa yeah yeah and i'm not saying i was right if my hands accidentally slipped down that way <laughs> either so yeah as long okay. as it was and consensual it, that's all as that long as it was consensual and right exactly <laughs> exactly and these are the movies i watched these are the movies when i had to model my behavior after people <laughs> no it was consensual of course it was um <laughs> Why would a pig prank ruin their chances of becoming Lambda, Lambda, Lambda? So basically, uh, they have pigs run through the, the, the football players have played this prank where pigs run through the fraternity. Then all of a sudden, their party's ruined and they can't get uh, affiliated to Lambda, Lambda, Lambda at that moment anyway. And I'm like, why would a pig prank ruin that? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, that's that's. I mean, they were trying to impress the the national contingency that was there, um, and lambda 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 is portrayed as being a uh, I don't know how to say this and not get in trouble. Uh, primarily African-American fraternity. Yeah. 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 That's and yep. they, they were, they were just wanting a presence on campus, but they also had an image to uphold. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the quote nerds were, were not fitting the model. Gotcha. Okay. And the pig prank when the nationals were there, was not a good thing. Um, Although smoking weed with the nationals is probably a bad idea too, but you know, they did that too. Yeah, they did that too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Stout says, I smelled the girls when I danced with them. Oh, Stout, that's just sick. How dare you smell girls when you dance with them? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, actually, let me ask you, Sandy, do you have <laughs> any good dance stories to tell you? Uh, uh, tell us. Uh, like, was there ever a time that a guy sniffed your hair or uh, touched your butt consensually while you were dancing? <laughs> um, at Jenny's Pub, I'm sure it happened. I'm just not sure I remember all of it. So <laughs> I see. A good see. time was had by all. Let's just there say you go. that. <laughs> yeah. Stout says, all the girls smell good when I danced with them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our shampoos back in the day did smell rather nice. Yes, and the Aquanet hairspray. That I also. Oh, that that was the eighties. The nineties was grunge. So by then, the Aquanet was out for me. The Aquanet was out. Yeah, 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 Uh, yeah. I do like the smell of women's hair, and it's got to be the shampoo. It's got to be the shampoo, right? Yeah, and uh, okay. All of a sudden, I'm getting a little bit embarrassed uh, because I'm. confessing so much (laughs) okay so now we're getting into the scene where uh the nerds like hide in the showers uh yes the pan the panty raid scene the panty raid scene yeah so there's that and i'm thinking to myself okay uh that's uh sex offender violation number one yeah that's that's a that's mild on the the later scale and I will attest to panty raids were actually a thing. Um, and it did happen to my sorority house. Where a guy where guys would like hide in the shower while you were undressing or they wouldn't hide in the shower, but they would sneak in and steal our underwear. Oh, and then put okay. it on display in their fraternity house. Oh, okay. It was a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing. 
And were you offended when it happened looking back on it or? Um, I was mostly pissed because underwear isn't cheap when, when you're a college student. And if you've got nice underwear, you don't want it stolen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I could really care less who saw it. It was more the principle that they took it. <laughs> I see. I see. So then did you have to go to the next day without un- without wearing underwear before you got it back? Or did you just wear your old underwear? Or uh, I mean, they they didn't take everything. It was it was more of a, a almost like a scavenger hunt. Uh, thing which is also probably not cool anymore to do um, right. for their pledges. Uh, right. We're not going to go too far down that road, but uh, they didn't take everything. They would take anything that looked risque or sexy underwear. Um, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Men under. Uh, Chris is saying men under. Oh please! Too. Yeah, six dollars a pack, dude. <laughs> Actually, I think it's more. Than- I think it's more than that. I think you get three <laughs> pair, and I think you pay. Uh, I think you pay upwards up to ten or twelve bucks now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, but that's really cheap. I mean, come on. I mean, a pair of underwear lasts a decade, right? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Until it's like, uh, I mean, we wear it till there's holes in it, and you know, as long as you. Can, as long as you can get both legs in it and up over your some of your bits, you're good to go. No, oh so. my gosh! Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you know eight what? Year, eight years is good. No, just I kidding. have a husband, and I see how long he will keep some of those, uh, and then I end up having to replace it for him because he will not buy it for himself. So I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're not they far make- off the mark. Yeah, they make good Christmas presents, though. Now that I'm single again, I don't get such things for Christmas presents because <laughs> my kids aren't going to buy me underwear. My mother is long beyond the point of buying me underwear. And As she ex- should be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, she stopped a couple of years ago. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we get into so they're all of a sudden they have these drills and cameras all over the place. And, um, oh, yes, this was advanced peeping, Tom. Uh, video surveillance, yeah, yeah, so many lines crossed. Well, it's like you watch, there's documentaries on Netflix now about voyeurism and how, like, hotel managers had been doing this shit for years. I mean, there's two hour documentaries on guys that do this, and (sighs) they're making light of it in this movie. And they also have the 13-year-old or 12-year-old nerd watching all this stuff, too. It's like, oh, my God. So that's like you're you're showing and under you're showing a minor pornography. Uh, So that's another. And he was the intellectual genius behind the installation. So (laughs) exactly. Yeah. And we can't laugh at this anymore. I mean, that's what it is. We laughed at it back in the day as we were 12, 13-year-olds for the first time watching it. We wanted to see naked ladies. We didn't care in what context. And uh, But now you watch it, and it's like, wow, this is like probably the most offensive thing I've possibly ever seen in cinema. It was, <laughs> it's, a, it's that bad. It's that bad. Creepy stalkers. Creepy stalkers, yeah. And then... They call a woman's vagina a hair pie, which I've never, ever in my life used that term before or have. I don't even know if I've heard of it since, actually. I Um, have not heard of it anywhere other than this movie. But again, I'm not out there seeking it. So (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Um, But. Yeah, so I mean, this is where my bottom jaw is just on the floor as I'm watching this. Like, oh my god! Yeah, wow. it was horrific, and they yeah. stayed up all night watching the video surveillance voyeur right. cameras. Oh, oh, right. right. They all should have gone to jail. Oh, they should have gone to jail. Opinion. Jail. Sex offender, Sex list. offender registry. Yeah. Just nasty. Yeah. Banned from campus forever, all over national news, mm-hmm. and just like, yeah, your life is over from that point on, pal, because uh, that is just totally wrong. Yeah, yeah. So then it gets into the we'll we'll shift for a few moments into some more normal stuff during the uh, fraternity and sorority competitions. 
there's a tricycle race, and I just put a note down. I'd totally, even to this day, do a tricycle race. However, I'd prefer the tricycles be man-sized big wheels. Wouldn't that, <laughs> wouldn't that, that does sound fun? fun. That does sound fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could do that somewhere, couldn't we? I mean... We could arrange that somewhere. Um, maybe like at the Field of Dreams, we could do the walking track. And well, maybe now nah, that that would be too much. But if we could find like a big flat parking lot, maybe we could do it at the high school or something, and just or somewhere it. where they have like a go kart track. That would be perfect. Oh, that would be good too. Yeah, that, that would, would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Yep, yep. And um, I did laugh at the burping contest. As gross as it was, I like boogers burp. Uh, for some reason during uh, that contest. Yeah, it, it shows that that uh, it's not uh, the size of the, the man, but the size of the verb. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Would you date a man because he won a burping contest? Uh, I would definitely not date any man who won any burping contest ever. I see, I see. Even if he was wearing a shirt uh, that said, give me head till I'm dead. <laughs> Uh, yet another reason to never date him. (laughs) That is, that goes in the all capital letters, nope category. (laughs) I see. But he does a good job needing buttocks. So if you like to have your buttocks needed, maybe, maybe that would be the tipping point. (laughs) Again, all capital letters, nope. (laughs) (laughs) So much nope. (laughs) And then the uh, javelin competition, uh, of course, the gay character wins it because they made the javelin. So it aerodynamically goes along with his limp wristed throwing Throwing style. style. I shit you not word for word. Okay, and that that is that is a direct quote. Um, And it's it's one of the areas where they probably could. You know, they sort of use their intellectual prowess for good, for a right. change. Right. It, yes. And very offensive. Uh, you would not get it. I mean, I didn't even laugh at that. I can see probably in the early 80s where that type of thing could have been funny and people laughed at it. But now it just comes across as offensive. Yeah. Yes. And the other part on the competition where they they use their actual brain power uh, was in the tricycle race where they had to chug a beer after every lap and they had to do 20 laps where they had a pill that helped defray the uh, processing of the alcohol. Yes, yes. So there was so much more potential for this movie uh, to show, you know, that smart people can be cool uh, right. that they totally missed for all of the cheap uh, sexist, exactly. racist. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they, sh- they could have showed how smart these nerds really were and done it in a more tasteful way. I agree. Tasteful was lacking in this movie. Yes. A kissing booth. So they had a kissing booth in this movie. In my entire life, every carnival, fair, whatever type of public fun thing I went to. I have never seen a kissing booth anywhere. And I can't imagine this day and age, especially with COVID, but even before uh, this time that a kissing booth would be allowed or be accepted anywhere. What is, what is your opinion on that? Um, well, I would have to agree um, and looking at it now, post COVID, uh, just so many germs, so much ick, mm-hmm. um, communicable diseases. I mean, even pre COVID in college, you always have to worry about mono, right? You know, that was right. a thing that was real. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I do believe if I recall correctly, there was something similar uh, when I was in a sorority that we did. Oh, really? Mm. And I missed out on that party. Okay. Uh, so Sandy's like, okay, there's something. It, it's, 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 it's vague and it's hazy. So, 
<laughs> it's vague and it's hazy. Okay. It's vague and it's hazy for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I see. She, so and this, remembers- was, this is prior to social media, <laughs> and this will never go any further. <laughs> uh, but the selling of the uh, the uh, the pies. The actual pies with the uh, peeping Tom photos. Right. Super offensive. Well, and also illegal. And like, where were the school officials when this was happening? Because the second one of those is seen, uh, Mm -hmm. obviously they're going to put an end to this pie selling, but not in this movie. In this movie, it just makes them sell more pies. (laughs) Exactly. And that that similar pie selling theme was used in uh, a more modern movie, uh, Neighbors 2. Uh, I haven't seen that. Okay. Yeah, it's about a sorority that moves into the same house that uh, Neighbors 1, the fraternity, moved out of. They were selling pies, but they were putting weed in the bottom and putting whipped cream over the top. Oh, so. Okay. Uh, similar money-making sort of theme. Yeah, I mean, and that would have worked in this movie too. It didn't have. It would have. It could have. Yeah. They could have done that instead of being quite that uh, creeper, creepy stalker. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And then comes the most weird, offensive. Oh God! I know what you're going to say. Uh just outright date rape scene you'll see anywhere uh not even date rape just outright just outright rape yeah so they go into the uh, betty and who she believes is her boyfriend go into this walk on the moon thing which looks like a big waterbed or like bouncy house. yeah it's like it was like a fun house like a a carnival like with the funky mirrors and all of that Right. And he's wearing a Darth Vader outfit, so she can't see his face. They proceed to have sex, which, ew, okay. Like, yeah. But then when he takes the helmet or mask off, instead of being, like, all pissed, like, oh, Like, horrific and going to get the cops. Exactly. Like, any rational female. Right. Right. She's like so uber impressed with this guy's sexual abilities that. Oh, my God. So she's just like all of a sudden, like head over heels into this guy and everything's okay. And it's just like, wow, that the message this movie sends is her horrifying. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. And why none of us picked up on it when we first saw it is beyond me because it's so like wrong. Uh, Like, wow. And yeah, uh, I mean, it's probably why we can't find the movie streaming anywhere. Actually, that's a fantastic point because there's so much that should not be out in the ether right now. Right, right, right. But I mean, and I think you and I, we're messaging about this privately. I mean, how did you, uh, a female who came of age in the eighties, uh, survive that decade with all, <laughs> with all of us uninformed guys, uh, trying to go out with you. And I mean, I just, there must've been mistakes galore all over the place. <laughs> Cause honestly, I feel like, the guys were may say some inappropriate things, but I didn't have very many negative experiences. Um, there was one at a house party where I was inappropriately groped, but I ended that very quickly. Um, you, for your, you were able to stand stood, up for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a bitch. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I can see. I can see you standing up for your for yourself in that situation, and good for you, as you should. Um, and I think but, I was I was fortunate in that I was dating somebody for most of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he was a great person, but uh, that sort of insulated me a bit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, and then in college, it was more of a, a, a free for all, but you had your girls looking out for you. We all kind of clung together. Sure. So you, you had a, a, a support system around you to keep the real creepers away. Yeah. 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 And like Stout just said, we were good boys. And for the most part we were, I mean, yeah. we were numb, uh, to a large degree, we would say stupid things, but I mean, I will say this, even growing up, we did have a lot of respect just for uh, people being human beings, regardless of uh, them being male or female. I, I I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we were perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, we were generally good guys, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, had a great community. If it was in a bigger school in modern times in a different place, I just don't know. So stout. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And you're right. Yeah, you're right. And one thing I do realize about our teen years now, all of us were insecure like teens today. You're insecure when you're a teenager. It's mm-hmm. there's just so much you don't know your confidence level even if you're the most popular person in the whole school, the best athlete, whatever else, you still have insecurities there. It's because your mind is still growing. You're still growing so much emotionally. And uh, we don't, we remember some of the happy times, a lot of the happy times, but we also remember it um, as just emotionally trying. uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, what else do I have? I like the uh, musical scene. Yes, yes. For the, the song talent that the, competition, that was good. That and I was, also had a note, um, Ted McGinley looks good as a cheerleader. Nice legs. <laughs> <laughs> nice legs, that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> um, I made a note about the song uh, that the nerds did during the talent show and it's actually kind of cool I liked mm-hmm. it and I liked the break dancing at the end uh, as well yeah I did like that scene um, then I made uh, the third note I made on Betty Betty just kind of sucks Betty's just yeah. not a good person she's she, not Yeah, I mean the nerd ends up uh, falling in love with her and you know I guess you can be, uh, you're meant to feel happy for them because the nerd got a really pretty popular girl, but she does nothing. She is a, not a good human being. She's just not a good human being. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If she like had just a better attitude about nerds and just acceptance of people that are different than her, then I would like her, but there's none of that in this movie with her. None. Yeah. None. Yeah. And then the, uh, so, Oh, here's one. Um, so the football player fraternity party, uh, uh, fraternity members, uh, they get pissed off because they lost a competition. And then they go to the nerd house and completely, completely destroy it beyond mm-hmm. recognition uh, because they're so pissed off that they lost this competition. To me, this resembled uh, Donald Trump in the election because Donald <laughs> Trump got so pissy pants that he lost the election. And then that he had know, his, he... his followers storm the Capitol, storm the Capitol. Yeah. To me, I, I was drawing analogies to that. Yeah. We should probably be careful on that. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stout just says, here we go. <laughs> I did. That's what I thought of instantly. I'm like, yep, okay. Yep. I, I think it's just a, a sore loser mentality. People who are used to getting their way can't accept losses. Exactly. exactly. Entitlement. Right. And that's the key word there. Entitlement right there. Yeah. It's it's mine and you're taking it away from me. No, and I, I don't lose. think it, it has... It, anything to do with the, the, the political situation. I think this is just uh, certain classes of people. And this is global get yes. used to always being on top. And then when they are not, they do not have uh, any self-awareness of how to handle that. Exactly. Exactly. 
exactly. Uh, Stout just said, look at the time. Yeah, we are running out of time. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, but we can wrap it up in eight minutes. No problem. Yeah, we're basically at the end. So, yep. Uh, then the funk music plays when the African American fraternity members show up. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's racist because, you know, yeah. it's right out of a black exploitation. Uh, movie you know mm -hmm. just that uh, that superfly kind of stuff i'm like okay all right so there's another offensive <laughs> part of this movie <laughs> agree yeah. although at the end um when they they actually get a chance to speak um and it's sort of a unifying like if you've ever felt uh victimized or ostracized or downtrodden by these people join us so that's right that was a good message. Uh, reminded me a bit of the the Mean Girl scene where they ask if anybody has ever felt personally victimized by Regina George. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Very similar feel uh, that uh, you know we all have uh, things that we aren't confident about and aspects of ourselves that make us feel less than. Sure. Sure. And I noted uh, it's interesting a movie that is so offensive. Uh, at the end promotes tolerance of people that are different. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it was, it was incredibly offensive, incredibly inappropriate, but it ended on an upward note. <laughs> that might be yeah. the redeem only redeeming quality of this film. Exactly. Other than the Trump analogy I just made, because I also wrote down, John Goodman gives the Trump speech before the house is destroyed. So yeah. Exactly. So John Goodman played the role of Donald Trump and the football <laughs> players played the role. Oh, of my his gosh, role. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah. So, and then I put this in bold letters in quotes. No one will be free until nerd persecution ends. Uh, so there you go. Exactly. So, Sandy, does this movie stand the test of time? <laughs> uh, I think our answer is uh, all capital letters. Nope. <laughs> no, no. If there's no. any movie out there that does not stand the test of time, that probably just shouldn't be seen at all, period. No artistic, uh, comedic, uh, cinematic, whatever uh, type of value to it whatsoever. You will not get anything out of this movie this day and age. Don't watch it. Um, it it just it, sucks. I mean, it, it doesn't. It's just offensive. Yeah. Incredibly offensive. And there's just so much wrong. Uh, and uh, I don't want uh, to have this um, put out any further into the universe um, that any of that was okay. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Stout wants to call in. Stout, if you're still here, you can call in. We only have like uh, uh, four minutes left. Here he is. We'll invite him in. Let's see if he's here. I sent my invite. Here he comes. Oh, he got dropped off. Uh, here he is. Hey, how you doing? Hi, guys. How are you? Uh, first time caller, a long time listener. Yeah, yeah. For, I just uh, want to say how much I appreciate this freaking show and stuff. And uh, I got a question for Matthew. Um, you guys, are you really going to sign off or something? Like, are you? Is this the final show or something? I heard rumors. This is the final live show, um, but I still will be doing. Uh, more podcasting. It's just going to shift. Uh, like Sandy and I will still do our movie shows. What we'll oh. probably do is do private shows where I invite specific people to be part of it, or we'll just do a Zoom thing, and um, I'll post it after the fact. So we can still, as fans, still hear you and stuff, because it's oh, yeah. very confusing <laughs> oh, how yeah. you put it out to the universe. You're very confusing guy. I am. Well, it's just like Podbean... Uh, the live platform for Podbean is not what it used to be. Uh, okay. And what I get out of more is... Okay, well, I love you. I can't hear the rest. I got to go now. I'll let you guys go. All right, it's good. We're big fan. First time caller. <laughs> Very good. All right, love you guys. You guys are great. Okay, hope love you keep you too, doing sir. it. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's what it's going to turn into. I mean, I yeah. like doing... Uh, 
I like doing the review shows. I like talking to you. Um, but the live room, it's just gone the way of trolls where people simulcast your shows and then make fun of uh, the people that are in the room. And it's just getting uh, it's getting to the point where I just don't enjoy the live room uh, uh, like I used to. But I do like, you know, movie review shows, music review shows. I like connecting with people that I grew up with and uh, seeing what they have to say, seeing how they're doing. So that part of it, I would like to continue. Um, and I hope you're open to that, Sandy, as well. Absolutely. Yeah, good, good. And uh, what I've discovered with Zoom is uh, the audio on Zoom is really, really good. So we can do what we're doing here. And if we wanted to invite other people to come in just to listen or even participate, we can do that as well. I just have more control of uh, who comes into the room and who doesn't. That's all. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Matt. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you. And uh, we'll do it again sometime. And Happy New Year to you again. And Happy New Year to you. Okay. And to the rest of you, thanks for listening to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. This is Matt and uh, my co-host, Sandy, signing off. Till next time, love you all.